and welcome to episode 32 of the Denalysis Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, I, today, I'm your host, Natalie, and joining me is Dan. That's me, alright. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, how are you? How are things? How's game week 34 so far? You know, it hasn't been bad at all, because, at all. you know, you have all those worries about those big, nasty double game week hitters, and they've all been a bit shit, haven't they? Yes. Frankly. Correct, yeah. I would agree. Yourself, how, how has your week been so far? Um, yeah, fine. Uh, I've made... So, neither of us captained Kane or Lukaku. And I think we're feeling quite smug about that. Yeah, see, I'm not counting my chickens just yet. Oh no, me neither. Well, <laughs> because I'm still scared. <laughs> yes, so Dan captained Pope and yep. I captained Mares. Yep. Obviously Mares has done absolutely 0% better than Kane or Lukaku. Yeah, so... There's just a little bit of pride in being like, well I just didn't go for an obvious choice. Yeah. And I'm, I'm okay with that. So at the time of recording, we should mention, there are still three games to go. Yeah. And I believe the lineups for the Spurs game oh, have just come out. We haven't even looked. <laughs> we haven't oh looked goodness. yet. Yeah, Kane is starting. Ah, oh, My actual team, mm-hmm. what I did, because I was listening back to our, our last podcast today, and I made some completely different moves to what I was talking about. And it's funny how much difference a week makes. Yeah, so I was livid... That I'd seen that you'd put Ericsson in because you were talking about Mares and Arnautovic. Yeah, and those then, were the two. And then I, I, I said that had... I didn't necessarily want Arnautovic because I was taking a point to it. Yeah, but then you had to get rid of Ben Me. Exactly. So I had to get rid of Ben Me, and that meant I went to Long, uh, Kevin Long, for like four point or whatever. What a pick! Banked my profit. Yeah. That was freaking sick, and still got a game to go. And then I had a bit of spare cash, and I was like, actually, I just feel like Ericsson is in that much better form at the moment. Mm. And I know that loads of people are going to be ha- be having Spurs players. So I decided if I'm taking a minus eight for these two players, I want it to be the guy who I think is more in form. And he did score against City the last time they played them. Right. And that was part of my thinking, and he did the exact same thing. Mm. So I was like, this is... And actually, another thing we mentioned on last week's podcast was how Kane struggled against City. Yeah. So that was my logic, and it it worked out quite perfectly. Yeah. Um, I've taken from this game week so far that um, it's not to get carried away with double game week players so much so that you forget about players who may only have one game, but who are so good. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's talk about Crystal Palace. Okay. I think Crystal Palace versus Brighton and Hove Albion is my favourite 45 minutes of football of all time, and I missed the first 20. Oh, really? Yeah. So I didn't watch any of this because... Uh, you were watching Burnley. Yeah. <laughs> this, honestly, this game was so nuts um, until the second half when it was just two teams playing football. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first 45, um, Palace went 2-0 up, Brighton got one back, then Palace got another one, then Brighton got another one, and then the whole second half was just Murray missing the goal. Yeah, yeah, that was probably the key point, wasn't it? Because actually one of the players that a lot of people picked, who I was like, oh, he's not going to do anything, mm. was Glenn Murray. I mean, he still got one goal <laughs> in this game, so yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. But this is what I'm saying, like, he still came out with a return, and yeah. if you think, it, it could have been a hat-trick, oh, like, could feasibly. At least three goals yeah. he could have had. The only thing was, it... In a way, it inspired me to not get him at any point this season. Not only because of their tough fixtures, but mm. the fact that his goals seem... Uh, sorry, his misses seem to showcase his very weakness and just being not very athletic. Being yeah. quite old and slow. He's quite old. Exactly. He's quite not. So that... If it was a more... If it was a younger, sort of more athletic yeah. player, you might have seen some goals from, from him. Yeah. Um, but someone we did see goals from. Two, in fact... Wilfred Zaha. Yeah, Wilfred Zaha, the goal robber. <laughs> you seem confused by that. For what, the first one? Yeah, the Milivojevic one, where I it was going know. in and was Zaha was in? just like, boom. I did, I did I'm watch, pretty sure it was going watch in. watch it back a few times. But I, don't, yeah. I'm not, I don't know and yeah. I don't mind. Because yeah. if it hadn't gone in, then it would have been not good for anyone. I don't think Millie Boy was too, too displeased. You know? No, me neither. It just shows the connection those two have. Yeah, so Milivojevic as well. I still can't believe people don't have this man in their teams. At 5.1, he's still such an asset. Two assists in this game. And um, he must have got some bonus points. 
At least he, one. Yeah, he got two assists and he finished on nine points. So what's that? Yeah, one bonus, bonus point. What a great man. Um, undeniably essential. My biggest regret alongside Salah this season right. yeah. is not having him at any point. Yeah. And the funny thing is, the guy I ended up getting in in place of, of Milivojevic is Gundogan, okay. who was sitting pretty third on my bench this mm-hmm. week. But actually, I'm not too mad. Like, what did he finish on? Ten points. Mm-hmm. So actually one more point than he... No, two more points than he did last week mm-hmm. when I had him come off my bench. I was a bit bummed about that, but at the same time, my score is still above the average yeah. and I've still got loads of players to play. And as it stands, I didn't pick one of the worst captains I could have. Yeah, so sure. I can't complain. But Milivojevic, one of my biggest regrets, just because I feel like at this point they don't have a double game week and the players I'm looking at for that double, I can, I, I'm can. i really looking forward to having them for the next few fixtures anyway. Okay. And I, Palaces don't stick out enough to me to be like, I'd rather have that over... A, over these certain players playing doubles, anyway. That's interesting because I've put two Palace players into my wildcard team. Oh, really? Yeah. Including, okay. so I keep Milivojevic and then getting another one. Um, so, speaking of going forward, in game week 35, which is coming up this weekend, which is the blank game week for a lot of teams, I think, especially if you're doing a free hit this week, Zaha is such a good, yeah. at least one week punt. He, he was in my initial wildcard draft and the reason I, d- I don't want him is because I'd have to transfer him out again for the double. Yeah. I think he is slightly too expensive, like, too expensive to not do on a free mm. hit. Yeah. Um, I, yes. Yeah, he kind of is, but also it depends. Because I think it's all, almost arguable that you could go without... Possibly, and I'd say wait until the end of the week for this anyway, because we might have team news mm. before the game. But you could possibly go without Salah. You could possibly go without Kane. Like, yeah. Well, you can go without Kane over the weekend. Oh, absolutely. Like playing. this weekend. Yeah. But like, I'm not convinced by him at all yeah. at the moment. So this weekend, I've wrecked my team entirely. Um, maybe we'll talk about it later. But this weekend, I'm just going to do a one week punt on someone. So. It, I might do Mara's out for Zaha, hmm. but I might do a whole plethora of things. <laughs> you might bring Murata in. <laughs> I'm probably not going to no, do... He's not playing He's not anyway. playing, so I wouldn't bother doing that. But I mean, I could if I wanted to. Um, but also, I think, for the rest of the season, depending on what you're doing, what how your team is set up, um, when you're wildcarding, I think that all teams could benefit from a Palace defender for the rest of the season. Okay. That's funny. We we seem to be on very much opposites at the moment because this is the week I'm getting rid of Sacco. <laughs> I failed. These, so specifically this weekend... Yeah. Um, Who are they playing? Watford. Watford. And Watford have been so awful. This is the recently. reason I've been looking at Zaha, yeah. I had, I've had Sacco for a long time, yeah. but I think I'm finally going to get rid of him. Purely because, like, one of the reasons I got him was goal threat as well. Yeah. But it seems Tomkins has been yes. the one. And Tomkins is only 4.3 million. Yeah. I don't know how... Oh, Sacco's Sacco's, 4. like, 4.6 or 4.7, yeah. I bought him at 4.7. I know that much. Oh. And he's gone down. They're kind of quite hard to predict defensively. But the one thing I would consider is, as much as this isn't a derby in, you know, any literal sense... Well, Jack, you'll <laughs> recall from a few podcasts ago put a case to me that it is a derby. Oh, really? There's a real, there's is a this about the history of them stealing one another's song or something? I don't know. There's a Wikipedia page yeah. and stuff. I, I didn't want to hear it. But regardless <laughs> of how the semantics of it all, yeah. like, that game was crazy. And I think you have to kind of look at that and, and realise, I don't think you can apply, like, conventional logic to Palace's games after... Well, using yeah. that as a as a basis because it was just so crazy. Yeah, but I think Palace have been good yeah. for the last month or so. Yeah. Like, especially the game against Chelsea where they almost equalised. Yeah. Like, they could have won that, really. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, but I've been Chelsea banging the, the Palace drum for yonks oh, well, now, but, yeah. but, like, I think that game in particular, it didn't really tell us anything other than what we already knew right. about Zaha being good uh-huh. and Milivojevic being really good. Yeah. Um, Brighton, on the other hand, I think this is... It's wise right now to start getting rid 
of yeah. all Brighton players that you <clears throat> yeah. own. Which is unfortunate because I do think I'm going to have to get rid of Dunk. Oh no, you've had him all season. I've had him all season and I'm really sad about it. But um, it's got to happen. They face both Manchester sides in the double game week in 37. Hmm. No one wants that. Yeah, definitely not City. Um, Man United one, I, you know, because they're in all kinds of turmoil at the moment. But yeah, but I still just don't think your Brighton guys are a one for that. So it's been a nice ride. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you again next season. So where all five of the goals in this game came in the first half, Southampton and Chelsea managed to spread theirs across the two halves. Mm. A game of two halves. It was a game of two halves. One in many say. senses. <laughs> One half that Southampton won, oh. and another half that Southampton didn't do quite so well in. Which was quite sad, really. Um, the best bit is everyone who got Chelsea defenders in. Mm. The even better bit now is everyone who got Alonso in. Is panicking. Yes. Like, seriously worried. he has been charged by the FA yeah. for stamping on whoever's leg he stamped on. Yeah, I can't remember who it was now. Me neither. Poor, doesn't really matter. Sad, a poor little Southampton man. lad. Um, at 7.2 anyway, I have no idea why anyone was buying No sympathy. Him. No, not at all. <laughs> well, we did say this, and this was a big part of our podcast last week. And I was I was actually feeling well good today, listening to it, just because I was like, I'm surprised we got this much, like, fairly accurate. Mm. Uh, I'm not surprised. As, well, you know, what can I say? I try, I try to be modest. But no, like... We had the warning signs with Chelsea. We had the warning signs with Leicester, the other team as well. And if you're going to commit to Chelsea players, like, you must have known there was a, a good chance of this happening. Yeah. And I, I guess the only thing about this game is that Hazard ended up coming out with a goal. Mm, surprising. Yeah. Surprising it, for everyone. It was only when Olivier Giroud came on that he made the difference, really, in nine yeah. minutes, a nine-minute spell. Do you think Giroud will start? Tomorrow is it tomorrow they're playing? Yeah. No, it's Thursday. I'm sorry, Thursday, yeah. He absolutely deserves to mm. and I think Conte probably will start him. And start him over Morata. Yeah. Because you know, the evidence was plain to see. They were better at football when Giroud came on. Yeah. He was the game changer. Not only did he score two goals, but they just had so many more chances. Yeah. And he was more of a threat because of his presence, because of his link up play. Mm-hmm. Um the the problem is you can't get him in for tomorrow's game. No. <laughs> and they have a blank this week. So yeah. we don't really have enough time to determine whether he'll be continuously in the side. If Giroud starts on Thursday and if Giroud starts on in the FA Cup, yeah. is he a good option for the rest of the season at 8.2 million? <sighs> That's such a hard one to commit to. Like, I'd love for that to be the case because he is awesome. But... Chelsea's form is a worry like it's continuously going to be a worry and I don't think their fixtures are the best yeah I don't know I just don't like the way they've been performing I think Giroud's that awkward sort of price range where he's not expensive but he's not cheap either yeah and to fit him in you have to cut in the midfield which I think is the place to be at the moment Mm. Uh, Southampton yes they need to win some games they absolutely do and they just can't they can't shut a game down once they're ahead. Is it worth keeping an eye on them versus Leicester and keeping an eye on them in the FA Cup and then picking out some men to put in your fantasy team? Well, it's really hard to say purely because, like, they haven't scored at all this season. Like, they've had a real a real I issue with actually imposing on. themselves. This new man, Bednarek. <laughs> Bednarek. Is that not what <laughs> The scored? defender, yeah. I, I don't he came know who on, he is. Did he, a goal? he came on. He scored. Yeah, it was good. It was good. He came in for Stevens, wasn't it? Yes. He's he obviously got the suspension last week. I don't know. Like maybe a defender. Maybe I'd argue for a defender, but it would like be Bertrand. It would be yeah. It would be the puntiest of punts. Sure. Because what are their fixtures like in the double? They have Everton and Swansea. Yeah. That sound kind of okay. Both away from home though. I don't know, you, there's no real evidence there to suggest that they're going to do well. And even with their goal scoring, like it was Austin last week, Austin and Long. Who scored this week? It was Tadic and Bednarek. And how are you going to predict like who's going to do what? I don't know. Um, I just think there are better options and they're still too inconsistent, 
still looking to devoid of confidence to really commit to. Perhaps the biggest, the most narrative-infused game of the weekend was Tottenham versus Man City. Narrative-infused. I still love that you say Tottenham. <laughs> yes, I go very posh on it and saying that. That's stupid. Yeah, so this was kind of the the big question over Guardiola, wasn't it? It's like, can he can he turn it around? How? Have his players lost oh, all confidence? Because they Are they going to lose? Game for a while. Exactly, and it was against Spurs at Wembley, and you, you just had this feeling that maybe Spurs might do something and really impose themselves on this. Turns out, no, that was not to be the case at all. I wasn't concerned. No, I, I can't say I was particularly to the either. point where I needed to put Sterling in, so I left Firmino on the bench, yeah. not concerned. Which technically still got you a net positive compared to if you had had. Firmino in, but I guess you could have taken someone else out instead. Yeah, like Lingard, who I put in. Yeah, well, we still don't know. <laughs> Lingard might might do well tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know. So this this game to me is first half pure dominance from City. Uh, Sane hit the post early on, but I didn't rate his performance, and he was hooked off. I think around about the 60th minute mark. But I think Sane's form has hit a bit of a wall, and he seems to be taking. Too many touches, you know, picking up the ball and trying to take on everyone. And he's kind of lost that spark that he had. Uh, but yeah, they scored a, a nice early goal with a simple long ball. Jesus, back yeah. in the picture. Yeah. What do you think of him? I've put him in my potential wildcard team. Oh, I like that a lot. So a key factor to think of here is Aguero is going to be out for at least a month. Yes. Bye. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's confirmed. So Jesus, presumably... He's gonna get get the starts, and I feel like even in so we're expecting like a a kind of second string team from City from now on, or at least like a lot of starts for young players, and then maybe a rotate for some older lads to keep them entertained. You know, I really don't know, but my guess would be that it's gonna be a pretty strong team with a little bit of rotation, right? Because they don't have anything to play for anymore. Sure. Other than just getting a load of points because mm-hmm. they have some, some records. They can have... I think one of the, the things they can do is they can win the league by the largest margin. Like, points margin. Um, and they can reach Most points, points in a season. Yeah. So you have all of these things on the table and like, what else are you going to do? Like, you may as well try and break some records while you're at it. Yeah. They have so many good players. The only ones I'd be worried about is maybe... Kevin De Bruyne, he's played a lot of football. He's looked still quite brilliant, but still a bit off the pace at times. Um, Jesus, I'm a little bit worried about rotation. Who would he rotate for? So, not that he'll be rotated out as such for a like-for-like, but that Sterling might get that role as a striker. Do you think? um, Sterling's played all season. Yeah, he has. But he's been... Sterling has been the kind of player that can be put either as a striker or as a winger. Right. And I think it was in the Champions League, Jesus came off and Sterling remained on the pitch and, and took that central striker role. Okay. So it could have even been the, the Spurs game. Regardless, like, I still think he's a good pick in terms of his quality. Yeah. Maybe Gundogan features a bit more. I think he's a good shout. I'll probably be keeping him. Can we talk about penalty Gundogan? Well, that is the key point, right? <laughs> Because I did not know that. What was he doing up there? It was very weird as well, that his technique, he just kind of stood... Where he hit the post? No, just his run-up. Like, he was really close to the ball and just kind of side on and just kind of scooped it like a golf club. Um, It worked. (laughs) It went in. Who who are your key players? Who do you think are the key ones to look at in that team? Um, Jesus... Yeah. I've taken um, Sterling out on my wild card, which I hadn't realised I'd done. Don't do that. I don't have a fifth midfielder at the moment, so, I mean, maybe that's him. Maybe he's back in. Um, And I'd say a defender is, you might as well. But I don't really know who to pick who's a good price. Yeah. Company is the one who I'd probably Mm. say, even, because I'd assume that with his injuries and stuff, he is likely to get a load of starts because he hasn't played that much this season. Yeah, I'd agree. And I had him at the end of last season and he just kept scoring goals. So it was absolutely brilliant. And he's brilliant. been getting assists fairly regularly yeah. this season. Yeah, and he scored against oh, yeah. Man United as well. Um, so he's he's a brilliant pick and it looks like Otamendi obviously didn't play. But no, he looks like the guy who's going to feature as long as he doesn't get injured again. Yeah. That's always the worry with company. But he can get goals. He's a, a good presence. 
he'd be the only City defender I'd potentially look at. I think... I, I do think the, the question about City, actually, is are they tired? And the players that aren't are company, Benjamin Mendy, and I'd argue also David Silva, because he obviously had that, that sort of the personal issues mm. in the middle of the season, but that's actually meant he's missed a fair bit of football. And he's been a key part of that team recently. I mean, he's set up Sterling so many times for goals and Sterling's been missing a lot of chances lately but I felt like him getting that goal against Spurs is kind of the turning point for him I think he's going to start firing again so I think for me Sterling and Silva are must-haves especially at their prices they're they're very good Spurs on the other hand not quite so good no um, I'm so disinterested Ericsson I think is the only player in the entire squad worth looking at I put him in my wildcard team but I'm not happy about his price yeah, he is expensive. I, I don't think he's worth that. I think maybe he is like when you have the moments when he's in form. I think with their fixtures and considering Harry Kane's situation, looking quite sluggish after coming back from injury. Also his desperation. Kane has a clear motivation. He wants to beat Salah's goal record. But that that whole thing about like claiming the goal, it just reeks of desperation. And I don't think even Harry Kane can catch Salah no, at the end of the season. I don't know why he's trying. Yeah. Like, I don't know why he's like, obviously just go on and yeah. live your life, do some goals whenever you can. But like, I don't see why he's making such a big thing of it. Yeah. Like, it seems quite childish. I think he's got in his head. And I, think... I appreciate that he is essentially a child. <laughs> but Yeah, he's like 23, so fair enough. But Yeah, but... Like, get a grip, mate. I, I think that is evidence that it's got in his head. And he's having trouble with focusing because he's so desperate to get every goal he can that he's actually finding it harder to score goals. And I think that's, you know, speculative. I am kind of speculating on, on what's going on in his mind. Mm. But he hasn't looked sharp recently. No. And there are enough red flags around his, his position and his mental state yeah. that I think he's a worry. And that's why I think Ericsson is a better option. Mm-hmm. Defensively, Loris again, like not particularly covering himself in glory. I mean, it wasn't a penalty, but he did come out and take yeah. Sterling out, and it could have, could have arguably, if you, if the ref had seen him as the last man, it could have been a red card if it wasn't a penalty. So, I think he is a real worry, and I think he's a big reason. Unless you're committing to someone like Ben Davis, who has assist potential. I don't think Spurs' defence is the way to go. Not at all. A team that we are likely to see a lot of rotation from hmm. are Liverpool. Yeah. We are likely, but we are not quite sure. And the thing I want to alert our listeners to is the Anfield Express uh, via Twitter. I'm so tired of the Anfield Express. Have been, they've been leaking lineups a day before, a uh, day before the game. Not for this week, though. I think it was like a few hours before. Mm. So you would have been able to do it before the deadline. Well, regardless, definitely check it anyway, because it might it might show up, it might not. Mm. You know, they they don't owe you anything. Okay. <laughs> but, but like... No, um, they don't. Exactly, Exactly, they don't. yeah. So I'm just going to live my life without it. Yeah, but you can... And I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hope that they leak some kind of team news on Friday, because my current wildcard team has no Salah. And if I can't have him for this week, then I'm going to be like, screw him. Because uh, otherwise I'll have to make too many transfers when the rotation does potentially become an issue. Yeah, so with Salah in particular, I think if you're free hitting, hmm. you might as well keep him. Oh, and have yeah, him play him. Because to me, it, with him, it's either he plays or he's not in the squad. Yeah. I don't know if there's... I don't see the point in there being any in between. Yeah. Yeah, there is precedent for him coming on and scoring, but I think... If you're worried about Salah getting the golden boot, you're going to play him. You're not going to bring him on as a sub, are you? No. Yeah. So so there's there's that. That is a good argument for why he will either be in the starting lineup or not in the squad. squad Are we expecting a similar team that we saw in the Merseyside derby? I think for this week, it will be the same. This week and next week. Next week, I think, will be the the week of rotation. So this so in between game week thirty five and game week. And 36, yeah. there is Champions League exactly. for Liverpool. Exactly. And in between 36 and 37, there is Champions League for Liverpool. Yes. So therefore, you're saying this week you'd expect a normal team. Yeah. But the game week in between the two Champions League fixtures, 30, 
six. six. Yeah. You'd expect like a second string Merseyside derby side. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm, I'm banking on. Okay, because I don't think that'll happen. Okay. I think both weeks we'll see yeah. second string teams. Yeah. I think we could see some rotation on uh, this weekend, but I'm, I'm not convinced. Also, maybe I'm just preparing myself for the worst because yeah. I do still have Firmino, Salah and Van Dyke. Okay, yeah. And I'm just preparing myself for none of them to play. Yeah, I think Van Dyke will because he's... He missed half the season, essentially. Oh, that's true. Okay, so I can only hope he does. Yeah, and he's he's kind of... They don't have many centre-backs because they all keep getting injured. Right. So, like, he kind of has to play. Okay. So I think there's a strong argument for him, and obviously he didn't... Uh, he wasn't rotated in the, in the last, previous yeah. game week, whereas Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold both were. were. Uh, so I think Van Dijk you're safe with. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's a good argument for keeping three Liverpool players, especially without any doubles... Their fixtures are so good, but the fact that they're in the Champions League still, that's obviously going to be the priority because it's not like they're yeah. even in a position where they could lose Champions League. Like, maybe Chelsea could push them if they go on a run of great form, but it's very imagine. unlikely. Like, And Liverpool would have the dips. Yeah. And Liverpool's fixtures, you know, they put out a poor team. They could still get a point or three points yeah. from, from these games. So. Yeah. I don't think they're a team to load up on by yes. any means at this point. Burnley and Leicester. This was this was prime time last week. This is the the big boy game because I was getting hype <laughs> about Burnley. Okay, I and disagree. I, I did a whole no. I mean, like on on the podcast. Oh. Not not actually. Oh, it's like the, the match. The itself. game. Okay. What happened with these guys? What happened was football. Was Burnley did quite well. And they scored two goals in the opening ten minutes. Oh, it was so wild. I hadn't even... I think I was making lunch. And then I came back I came back upstairs and I'd seen that Wood had scored. And I was like, I don't believe it. It's the absolute best pairing as well. It was Kevin Long and Chris Wood. Like, I didn't even have Wood. back with an assist yeah, as well. Yeah, I didn't even have Wood. <laughs> that sounds weird. Um, <laughs> but, like... I was so happy because I just love him. And he's the kind of player, if I could have four Burnley players, he would be in my team. Such a great man. (laughs) So I was happy despite not owning him. Mm. And I just want to give a shout out to freaking midfield maestro Ashley Barnes as well for the pass that he sets up Wood with. So unlucky not to get the assist because obviously it was a rebound scenario. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was a great pass. He did a little spin and just puts him clean through. Um, I think Wood is by far the best attacking option for Burnley here. Absolutely. I appreciate that he is like a million and a bit more than Barnes. Yeah. But I think it's worth it. Uh, five goals in the last five games. That's a great return. And uh, lots of bo- bonus points. Yeah. <laughs> bonus points. Exactly. Um, so they don't have a double. Yeah. Which is the concerning thing about Yeah. Them. You know what? I was, I've been thinking about this a lot because I... It's well documented that I have three Burnley players yes. and they're all defensive. And I have had since about game week 27 or something. Sure. So I think I'm actually going to stick with them. All three? I think there's maybe... Weren't you just having a go at me about sticking with someone who doesn't have a double? And now here you are. Who was it? Was it Oh, my Palace? Crystal Palace players. Yeah. And now you're... I wasn't having a go. Mm. I-, I think you're free to do what you want to do. It's more that I think there are some really good double options... And, and yeah, I guess yeah, I guess I'm being inconsistent. It's the same. I'm basically having the same reaction here. Yeah. But no, I think I'm actually going to keep them because Nick Pope has been tremendous. Even when he's at, like bonus point this week, conceded a goal, still got a load <laughs> of saves and a bonus point. Yeah. My captain outscored Lukaku, outscored Lingard. The only one I was considering picking that he didn't outscore was Ericsson. Right. And I, there's still a game to go. <laughs> I'm feeling that Chelsea being a nine-pointer for for Pope. I hope it is. But uh, no, like, I feel like they just have... They have good enough fixtures. And defensively, I don't really like many Premier League teams, especially at the end of the season where results are so unpredictable. Um, Arsenal's defence is a mess. Brighton have horrible fixtures. Swansea, I'm probably going to go for one of their their players, but Mm. I'm not going to, like, load up crazy... Spurs have been conceding goals. C- goals. City have been conceding yeah. goals. Like, who who do you pick? Like, it's it's so hard to know. I'm actually wildcard. Well, are you wildcarding this week or later? No, I'm wildcarding right. into thirty six. Okay, so I think I'm doing it this week, and the reason I committed to doing it is just because 
all of the teams that miss out next week, I don't really want any of their players. Okay. Like, I know there's Man United, I know there's Spurs, I know there's Chelsea. Mm. The only one I want to keep is Ericsson. Okay. Oh, and you can do and, that. And I don't... I don't Mara's, there's an argument for. So, what do you think of Mara's in this, this game? Do you see the highlights? Yeah, I saw the highlights. So th- like, I don't really mind. <laughs> I don't mind about Mara's. Yeah. I don't mind having him just sit well, there. Well, you did say this last week. You're like, yeah. I don't mind if he comes off with two points in the first game. Like, yeah, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Um, I'm still hopeful. I can't believe, like, and I still stick with what I said. I can't believe he goes another game with nothing. Hmm. Um, see, I thought he was poor. Like, I thought he was... Sure, it doesn't matter. This is the thing. This is my thing with Vardy. Hmm. Is that it doesn't matter how poor Le- Leicester are, Vardy still get got. Yeah. Yeah, Vardy was exactly the same. And, and the thing is, I think when Mares is on form, you see a lot more of him. Right. Because he's picking up the ball, he's dribbling, he's taking people on. Yeah. But... The flip side is, it's fair to say that he could have come out of this with a goal. Like, he hit the post with a, a free kick. He came close. Mm, yeah. Um, and he has, you know, last week he was brought down. It should have been a penalty. Like, he should have had assist returns. So, although he's been poor, which has been my reason for not getting him in the end, I still think he's had opportunities and come close, even being, you know, fairly fairly subpar but mm-hmm. maybe the one thing that you could use to just get yourself over the edge is he's probably going to want to move in the summer maybe those last three games is when he's going to be really motivated and working hard okay because I don't like those fixtures at all but I, I do like the Arsenal one a little bit just because there's always goals I mean you remember the first day of the season right no. what was it like five four three? Oh, on the Friday night yeah yeah, yeah. And Lacazette scored, Vardy, I think, scored two or something. Yeah, like, it was wild. It was crazy. So, and Arsenal-Leicester has always been a, a high-scoring game because okay. they're two attacking teams. I don't want to hang on to him for that long, though, to be yeah. fair, Dan. That's the problem. Like, you have to hold on to him. And all the noises I'm hearing about Leicester is just that their sort of, their camp, so to speak, is just a little bit, like, negative. Mm. Like, you know, you had the whole Shakespeare thing where they down tools and mm. stop playing for Forgot him. about him. Same thing with Ranieri. It looks like they're just a bit of a nasty bunch at times. Right. But no, I, I do think Kevin Long deserves plaudits because 10 points after one game yeah. with and a goal. Does he play as long as me is out? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that they don't and really have... And looking to be out for the rest of the season. Yeah, the, the talk is... And it's funny because it was just a minor sort of shin inflammation, but apparently he's going to be out all the way until the end of the season. RIP me. There was a, a ruthless save from Pope in this game. I really thought the clean sheet was on at some point because it was, it was from Mares. That was it, Mares yeah. header, and it was going under him, and he just sort of landed on the ball. And I thought that was just indicative of Pope's form this year. Like he came close to saving Vardy's shot too. It was probably the most deserved. You know, like random one bo- one bonus point returns yeah. from guys who like Didn't have the did really game. well in the stats, but yeah. you're like, what? Yeah. This was one where he genuinely deserved it because he was he got man the match on the day. And a funny stat I picked up earlier, actually, Burnley's last uh, five games, Mm -hmm. so they've won all all five of them. Yeah. Four of them have been 2-1 wins. So that's... Annoying. Weird consistency, but but yeah, they always keep it down to to one. Wow, I can't believe Burnley are going to have Europa League football next season. Well, there is a strong argument that they are going to take over the next team we're going to talk oh, about let's go let's go <laughs> so Newcastle lost 2-1 to Arsenal no that's not true Arsenal lost 2-1 to Newcastle I just got it the wrong way around didn't I <laughs> yes I meant to say yeah <laughs> uh, yeah Newcastle beat us it was a really really poor performance from Arsenal and I think I was quite frustrated because I obviously made this weird pun on Ozil that I was I was thinking he was going to play you have Ozil in your team yeah it's only been two weeks but I, I, when Salah was injured, so yeah. this is how it's gone. When Salah was injured, switched to Ozil and was like, if he doesn't play, it's fine. But I expect him to play at least one of the next two. Right. Problem was, he didn't start one of the next two because we don't we didn't play um, we didn't play Atletico until yes eight nine days or whatever. So next week. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I was like. Oh, right, there's it's no not like he's going to be tired. Right, right, right. Um, although I, I didn't, I did neglect to think about their flying back from Russia on a Thursday, and still I thought he'd get in the team because uh-huh. I know we don't have anything to play for, but surely you want to, you want to win these games, right? Are you not playing for Europe? Like if currently... you don't win the Europa, and then you don't stay sixth. Yeah, we're putting your eggs in one Europe. basket. 
we're putting our eggs in one basket because right. we want the Champions League. Anyway, the way that's played out over the last two weeks, missed out on eight points from Salah this week, yeah. and also means I have an extra transfer to make. So, I, I well, mean, it's for, okay if you're wildcard. Fortunately, I'm going to use my wildcard, so I'm getting out of it. But I essentially lost. I lost four. Well, I lost twelve points on that because I took a minus eight mm. that I wouldn't have needed to take if I still had Salah, yeah. um, and if I just not made a transfer, but. The performance from Newcastle in this, I probably want to highlight that first. Like, they're absolutely brilliant. Ayose Perez! Yeah. He's back! Legends. A guy that you've been eyeing for, for a couple of weeks. So now. long! And two back to back double figure returns. Yes, he's in my wildcard team, no question. He's in my one. And perhaps the most interesting thing about my wildcard team is I'm looking at a, a super low value attack. <laughs> so I'm going Obamian, Perez, and Jordan Ayu. Okay, so currently I have. Jesus Perez and Jordan Ayew. Oh right. But I might <laughs> that's funny. get rid of Ayew for Wood. Yeah. Or keep Wood. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair. I have enough money to do I think I have enough money to yeah. do. Yeah. See this is so a I great think thing. I should be okay. If I do this with my team, I have eight million in the bank. I can make any transfers <laughs> I want. There's no need. <laughs> oh, the the question over Newcastle now, so they played really well in this game. Um Ayuzi Perez was really good again. Mm-hmm. Obamian came away with an assist. Strangely played out on the left wing rather than as a striker, which I think worked in the goal. But for the rest of the game, we just didn't really look at it. Like, really missed Ozil and Mkhitaryan, to be honest, because you had Joe Willock, 18-year-old Joe Willock, playing as the central attacking midfielder. Basically the one who's there to create everything. Right. And he's an 18-year-old, yeah. like skinny 18-year-old. There's 18 only so much you can do. You, you can't expect him to feed these players. And Lacazette up front on his own, he's he's not big guys. So, like, he ends up dropping back a lot. And it was just, there seemed to be no plan. Right. No coherent plan. I think the standout pick is obviously still Aubameyang. Um, interesting stat on Callum Chambers, who I mentioned last week. He's at 4.7, I think. He almost got a goal, right? He, just he did didn't, again. didn't put his foot on the ball properly. Yeah, so Callum Chambers is a a great sort of differential pick if you if you fancy Arsenal to get a defensive, a goal from a defensive player. Because I think Monreal hasn't looked quite so sharp recently and is more more at risk of rotation. Whereas what we know is Chambers is going to play instead of Koscielny. He's had eight shots over the last, I think, six weeks. Eight shots in the box. Who? Callum Chambers. What? Which is crazy. Yeah. Crazy numbers. Uh, I think Patrick Van Arnholt was the only player, defensive player with similar numbers. Okay. So that's mental. Yeah. And it's something like I, I've noticed with my eyes, but to hear it confirmed with stats, I'm like, there wow. is something to this. Yeah. Like you see it every game. Like he gets chances from corners and he has scored for Arsenal from corners before. So right. I think he's a good differential pick, but I wouldn't make him... I'd make him your fifth pick right. or your, something like that because I don't think Arsenal are likely to keep any clean sheets in these remaining games. Okay, so but maybe... Uh, Apart from Huddersfield, maybe. Maybe a free hit option. Absolutely a free week. hit option, yeah. We've, we face West Ham. I expect West Ham to score. So it'd be a free hit thinking he's a, he's a good punt, he might get a goal. Yeah. West Ham are quite bad at defending too. Mustafi is terrible still. Still. He made literally... He made literally the same error that he made last week against Southampton. Maybe like, no the ball was crossed in and he just stood there and watched it. <coughs> and as a defender, the thing you should do, run towards it and clear it. Yeah. But I'm not going to get into that. Like The reason we are conceding so many is because our most nailed-on defender is Isn't the one defending. who makes the most mistakes. Yeah. Any, anyone else from Newcastle you've got your eye on? Um, I've picked out Lejeune. Hmm. Shout I don't for know a... why. And I don't know where I've picked him out. Yeah. But I've written his name down somewhere. There's a really strong shout for a defender in oh. that team. Or a goalkeeper. Were you going to say Yedlin also? Yedlin's a good pick. Got yeah. an assist this week as well. Yeah, so the one I like the most, and I, I think this is maybe just my mentality, I tend to go a bit more for the, the central guys who are more likely to get bonus if they, they keep a clean sheet. Um, I've got Lascelles in my oh. provisional. Again? Yeah. Um... But I think Yedlin's a good shout, has assist potential. Uh, I also think Dubravka for the, oh, for the double yeah. is a nice option. Got Dubravka in the wildcard. So he's, yeah, he's 4.5. Lascelles is a bit more expensive at 4.8. So if you can't yeah. afford that, yeah. you can look at one of those others. But yeah, I just think 
they are one of those sort of under the radar teams at the moment that people aren't really paying attention to. Mm. And if we look at their fixtures, they play Watford and Tottenham. (laughs) Watford and Spurs in game week 37. Yeah. They're both away from home. But Watford are a bit rubbish. Watford are so trash. And also playing for nothing. Yeah. Spurs also going to be playing for nothing at that point. Like, you could level the same argument at Newcastle. Like, they have... Essentially, they've guaranteed survival. But I don't know. I just... It's something about the way that Rafa Benitez sets up his teams and motivates his players. And West Brom in 36 as well is nice. Oh, yeah. So, and even Everton this week Mm. is a good shout. Like, Everton are on the beach as far as I'm concerned so yeah there's so many good options in that team and I think Ayo's Perez is outshining Kane at the moment and I don't think you can ignore that when no. they play this week yeah. and they have a great fixture yeah so great free hit hit option at the very least free option free option yeah boy <laughs> the three most boring games the three the four Oh, right. <laughs> There's yeah. four, yeah. I forgot about that one. It was so dull. Yeah, so we have we have some interesting ones in here. We've got we've got Swans. I, I've underlined basically all of the teams that have double. I've game underlined weeks. all of the teams. All of the, I've underlined all of the teams, so I can tell <laughs> which, which ones, ones are, are underlined. <laughs> good work. <laughs> I love good content. So Swansea played out a one-one draw with Everton. Yeah. Jayu, back in the game. Yeah, so um, obviously Jordan Ayu is someone you should get in your team. Yeah. Um, so Swansea do have a double uh, in 37, but before that they play Man City and Chelsea. Yeah. So, if possible, I would hold off. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. So I keep Wood until game week 37. Get rid of Wood, get Ayu in for Bournemouth away, Southampton at home, Stoke at home for the last three fixtures. Everyone's happy. Yeah. It works. So I was telling um, the one of the directors at work uh, commented on how well I was doing. Yeah. And he was like, all right, so do you think you're going to win the work league? And I was like, yeah, obviously. How was, far ahead are you? Mm, like 30, 40 points, I think. So someone else is doing pretty well in there because you're, what, like 20k-ish yeah, but it in took, the world? I was like 50... When I first joined that league, I was like 50 points off the top spot. Yeah. So uh, I've done all right. But Not I was like, yeah, I've still got my trouble captain, my wild card or a bench boost left. And he was like, oh, you know, you can't use all those in one week. I was like, yeah, sorry. Actually, I do a podcast, I do a podcast about this. bro. Um, and he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, thank you. Thanks. Unbelievable. The has audacity. Someone, has someone scored? No, no, no one scored yet. Okay. Lewis Dunk's got a yellow card, though. Oh, I love you. <laughs> my man. I love that you celebrate his negative points. It's worth it, you know. He got an assist at the at the weekend. Yeah, you can't win them all, eh? And it was good. Like it could have been a goal. Like on any other day, that oh, could yeah. have been a goal. Yeah, like I remember it. Like Murray stuck his foot out. How he got his foot that high, I was surprised <laughs> because I was like, yeah, you've I shown don't... no athleticism, no agility. I was very yet com- you can get that. I was very confused about how that happened, but um... maybe that's why he didn't have any anything left <laughs> anything in the tank for maybe. the rest of the game. But it was good. It was a good good header, um, and it was yeah, it was worth it. Um, what were we saying? We so we were talking about Ayu. Okay. The Ayu brothers returning. Yeah. Um, 5.3, John Ayu, get him in for the double. Absolutely. 37, 38, essential, I would say. And I would say from an eye test perspective, like, these guys, like, with Ayu back in the team, Jordan Ayu, they put on, like, so much of a better performance than what we've seen for the last, like, three weeks or so. Mm. Did you say as well that you're looking at a Swansea defender for the... Double? Yeah, my eye is on Fernandez. Same. Oh my yeah. god, twins. Well, he's he's been really good this season. Well, he was I think. just the cheapest one, and I thought he'd do. <laughs> yeah, slightly different motivations here, but sure. you know it's the same result. Yeah. Um. So I, I noticed him scoring quite a few goals earlier in the season. Yeah. He's actually been someone I've been watching since way before the free hit thirty one. Yeah. Week. You mentioned him and Van der Horn, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so Van der Horn's ago. just had an injury. Yeah. I think he's back in the squad now, but he didn't start. Yeah. They're they're a good shout going from corners. Uh they are a defensively resolute team. And I think they're one of the few teams down there just in that that space where they still need to fight for every point. Yeah. And for that's sure. gonna be important, especially if they're coming up against what teams like Chelsea and City this week. I think City, even when they're not fighting for anything, are, are hard to play. But Chelsea, I think they're there for the taking. And Bournemouth and Southampton in the double. Yeah. 
That is appetising. The it? saddest thing about my team for Game Week 35 is that I need to play Mawson. Yeah. I've, Mawson was the other one I was thinking of. He's I too expensive, though, I think, now. Yeah, but, you know, if you're in my situation, I could get him because right. I have 8 million. <laughs> okay. But I don't have Kane. I, I guarantee you, like, so many people listening to this are going to laugh at my suggestion to not go for Kane as well. well I don't but know. I don't know. It's just you have to follow your gut in these things, right? And that's kind of where I'm at with, mm-hmm. with Fantasy League right now. I've got to go for it. How do you feel about Everton? <laughs> How do I feel about Everton? I feel like they're pathetic. Okay, good. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do have a, a quote from... Uh, Allardyce. From Allardyce. I don't know if you heard this already, but he said, As I said before the start, we're the first team to take a point off Swansea in their last five home games. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, set your sights high. <laughs> Go <laughs> for that one point yeah. every game. Yeah. That was pretty- Man United, West Brom. This was... A particularly interesting one because a lot of people have really gone for those Man United players. Gone, as have we. As have we. But part of my reasoning behind Captain and Pope was I don't trust Lukaku or Lingard or Smalling. Like, and yeah. they they repaid my lack of faith. Darren Moore has made a difference. I, I think it's more Pardew being gone right. than necessarily being, yeah. Darren Moore. Because he the way the players talk about him is he's just this kind of... like infectious sort of charismatic character mm. who they find it really easy to get on with and they're back to basics they're focused again right. and I think Pardew there was too much hoo-ha around like he called up the he called up Gary Megson who was caretaker manager before he was hired basically had a go at him for stealing his new manager bounce <laughs> like a new manager bounce is a tangible thing <laughs> okay um another thing West Brom did you know not really related to fantasy but they replaced their technical director this week okay and the guy who was the type, uh, the technical director was Pardew's best mate. Oh. So if you're wondering why he stayed in the job so long, That's there's why. your answer. Um, I don't think West Brom, players-wise, you know, no double game week. They still have something to fight for, but the, the lack of double and the, the inconsistency is obviously a worry. But I do think when you're picking your players for your team, if they're playing West Brom, don't think of it... As like a, as, a, a as a given, like it was yeah. six weeks ago. Is, is there anyone you think is no. is safe consi- keeping for thirty seven from, from United? Man United. Yeah. Um, I've like saved a space for a defender. Yeah. Just because the I think that's it. Right. I think it's like one. But I, one so, might sneak in. Yeah. So I'd keep Smalling, for example. Yeah. But like that's it. I'm not. Yeah. Thrilled about the yeah. concepts. Yeah. I'm. I'm being really unconvinced by them and their their attitude. And the last two, I watched this last night, West Ham, Stoke, the worst. It was so... I mean, I imagine Huddersfield-Watford was probably worse if you watched it, if, if you watched, watched the entire anything thing. anything apart from the last five minutes. I didn't minutes. think there was, like, a shot on target until the goal, but... <laughs> it but, was definitely Huddersfield's only shot on target. Yeah, yeah. And it was a nice, nice little uh, assist, actually, but the West Ham game, I was watching this intently... And in fact, this is a reason why we delayed the podcast by a day, and completely I, forgetting there was a better game on tonight. Can't believe it. But I did want to watch Arnautovic because he is one that I was thinking about for this week and to be in my, my double game week team. Okay. The the fixtures for West Ham, Leicester and Man United in the double. I think these fixtures, the, like West Ham's fixtures at the end of the season is so awful. Yeah. I can't imagine, like... There are teams that I've picked to avoid. Like yeah, to, and they're one of them. They are one of the five teams I've picked to just be like, don't touch them. But I guess the way I'd frame this, right, is I'm not looking for West Ham to win games. You're just looking for I'm looking for someone to score. to score some goals. Okay. And I think Arnautovic has proven this season that he can do that against the big teams. I think he'll, he has a good chance against Arsenal for sure because their defence is very weak. Man City is the only game I have marked down as a real worry. Okay. I'm not expecting big returns from him. Okay. But if I've got one midfielder where I'm like, people might worry about him because of the fixtures, but he could make a difference. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the, the role he's fulfilling. So I watched him last night. He wasn't particularly impressive, but um, Carroll was the, the difference maker in the end. The problem with him is his fitness. Yeah. And I, I don't think he's a good pick by any means because sure. you just don't know he's got to play. Arnautovic showed signs. Lanzini came on and I think... The key for Arnautovic has got to be having players like Lanzini fitting in the team. Mm-hmm. I assume he will start next week because 
they need creativity. Like Mark Noble was just running into to blind corridors. Like none of their attacking play was going anywhere, and it was only the odd few uh, the odd few occasions where Arnautovic like they win the ball back Arnautovic is up on his own mm-hmm. and they just put a long ball through to him right. and he was in a running race like those were the moments where it looked like they might get something uh-huh. Huddersfield Watford what I mean neither of these teams Huddersfield do have a double game week I'd avoid but both. it's the ugliest yeah I'd ass. avoid both pl- like players from both teams entirely yeah and Huddersfield they they don't play this week do they no so why would you you yeah. know there's just no point so Huddersfield want to avoid very boring game, no events apart from the goal. Shout out to Zanka at least. A lot yeah. of people, a lot of people had his eleven points on their bench so, oh. <laughs> for their one point and two point returns from others. So, on to the preview. Yeah. So we'll go through the games and also highlight any players who we think will be quite good, especially if you're free hitting. So I am absolutely livid that Saturday's fixtures are at twelve thirty and then one three o'clock. Yeah, that's really upsetting, isn't it? How am I going to accumulate this? Only one of these is on TV. (laughs) How is that happening? Yeah. Um, I imagine the FA Cup games... Oh, they'll be on later. Yeah, yeah. So you have them interspliced. Gotcha. So the lunchtime kickoff is West Brom versus Liverpool. Yep. Um, So it's nice to get that out of the way quickly so that if it is painful... Yeah, if there's a, a one-minute <laughs> cameo from Salah. <laughs> I don't need to worry about it, um, and that's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, as we said, West Brom, they look a lot better. Like, this isn't got to be a foregone conclusion for Liverpool no. by any means. No. You looked at me like, <laughs> no. what's your deal, bro? Yeah, I like. I think there's only so much you can do. It depends, unless you're free-hitting, there's only so much you can do with whatever Liverpool, Liverpool players you have in your Oh, sports. yeah, totally, exactly. The free-hit is the... The value here is, you know, yeah. Liverpool are, are still good to look at. Watford Crystal Palace. This is one that I, I think you're earmarking as a big yeah. score for Palace. I'm getting all of the Palace yeah. lads in for this one. I just want to have a quick look at Watford's form because the thing about Watford is they are really bad away from home. Mm. I'm not sure... Well, I don't think they're particularly good at, at home either. See, that's it. I, I don't think they are, but I just want to check that... I'm not just basing that on oh, a feeling. Something I forgot to write down as well was Kiko Femenia. Came who, off, didn't he? Yeah, who's been playing instead of Richarlison. Yeah. Up up top with the big lads. Yeah. Uh, yeah, came off in the 58th minute last week. Yeah. Um, disappointing. If, if he just left it, like, three more minutes or two more minutes, really could have had that clean yeah. sheet, even though they lost the game. So, that's a bit upsetting. Uh, but just a quick browse of their home form. So... They drew with Bournemouth 2-2. They lost to Burnley, but everyone loses to Burnley. They beat West Brom. They beat Everton. They beat Chelsea 4-1. They beat Everton late with one goal, though, right? Uh, I assume it was a, a late goal, That was yeah. the Saturday night one. I don't remember the game, but... Oh, yeah, we their form, their form is decent at home, but also, if you're looking at those teams, you know, Chelsea have been on a, a torrid run. Like, I think Palace have been consistently one of the better teams in the league, they just haven't necessarily been getting the results every time. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Good. So, Sunday, two one thirty fixtures. I'm into it. I'd, I'm not. At least they're at the same time. I can, <laughs> um, I can do a two-strong accumulator. <laughs> so, Arsenal versus West Ham. Still looking at the likes of Aubameyang for this. Yeah, he's the only one. And maybe Chambers for your free hit. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think if there's anyone else, like... You could take a punt on a Wobi. I mean, it, it kind of depends how bad you think West Ham are. Because I think... I think Arsenal shouldn't have too much... You know, they're at home. That's the key yeah. key point. Arsenal have lost all five of their league away games this year. I think we've only won three all season, which is genuinely shocking. It's quite bad. And Arsenal actually said, I'm baffled about why this happens. And it's like, you've been a manager for 21 years <laughs> Surely you should know what's Surely happening. You should understand. Like, it's infuriating when a manager comments stuff like that because you're yeah. like, that's literally your job. But no, like, Aubameyang, yeah, absolutely. Lacazette could be a good outside pick if you free hit him because yeah. I think him and Aubameyang, despite, you know, the horrible performance the other day, at home, maybe they could, they have been sort of helping each other out with assists and goals and obviously Lacazette getting the penalty gifted to him from Aubameyang. So if you're looking for a... 
a front two from the big teams. I, I think that could be a shout. Only question is maybe Lacazette might be rested because mm. we didn't really consider like there's Welbeck, Awobi, Lacazette. Um, so did Welbeck play at all? Welbeck came off the bench this week, okay. whereas last week he started yeah. and Lacazette was on the bench. So it's hard to predict mm. that. Iwobi's strangely the most nailed, and he's okay. yeah. I don't know. I don't feel com- I, don't I don't feel comfortable recommending. I don't want Iwobi. Yeah. Anyone from West Ham? Arnautovic, obviously. I think against that Arsenal defence, he's always got a chance. I was very nervous yesterday when, before Stoke got the goal, that Ogbonna was sitting on my bench on six points. Oh, God, yeah. Oh. Yeah, like they... It, you know, we didn't actually mention it, but it came from a heart howler, didn't it? It had to oh, be. Oh, I haven't seen it. But basically, it was a quite a light shot, and he just kind of bounced it off his chest right into Crouch's path. Oh. It, it was a very, very classic heart this season. Right, but... good. Stoke versus Burnley. Yes. I mean, keep your Burnley lads. Surely it's a Burnley... A, a sixth consecutive win for Burnley and a, a fifth 2-1 maybe? Naturally. Yeah. I'm hoping for a, a 2 or 3 nil here. Um, I don't know. I mean, Stoke are quite organised. That is the one thing I will say. Like, they, they don't defend particularly badly, but I, I think Burnley's form speaks for itself. And Dyche has done an amazing job at keeping his players motivated at all times. So mm-hmm. I think they're... they're Odds on, they're your boys. Yeah, um, and the big one on Sunday is Man City vs Swansea. Yeah, so as much as I deride Allardyce, Swansea's home form is really good, and their away form not so much. Mm. And Man City are just much, much better than Swansea. So I think you have to have, especially if you're uh, you're free hitting, three City players. Absolutely, Sterling and Silva. I've already told you those are my two. Like that, I think you should definitely have. Jesus, I think, is a really good pick. Yeah. Um, company, again, one we mentioned already. I might go for Jesus as my one-week punt. Yeah. Like, apart from he wouldn't be a one-week punt in the end, but, like, he'd be my one who... Yeah, if you if you had to pick just one transfer to make, sort of Which thing. I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's fine. Like, okay. Uh, Jordan Ayew could be an interesting one from Swansea just because Man City can see the goal again quite yeah. regularly. And Swansea aren't the most potent attacking team, but I if, think with Ayu yeah. in it, they they look a lot better. <laughs> I think with Ayu in it, they 